Alpha Sessions. So, hi and welcome to Alpha Sessions. I've got Daniel McGuinness here, who's a very talented artist from Kent. I'm very excited to be introducing him. This is your first time here, I believe. It is, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. Have you ever done any radio work before? Yeah, I've done one or two bits. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've only really been doing, sort of putting myself out there like this for the last year or so. Um, And it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I've done a few um, bits of radio, like, just interviews like here we are mm-hmm. like now but I've yeah. also done some performances as well so I have to say your music it was very very deep and beautiful and you have this amazing voice and I can't wait for people to hear it and we can talk about that but my first question for you was what got you into music in the first place I think growing up it's just always something that was around me um, as a child as a teenager um, I grew up in an Irish household so there's always sort of traditional Irish music going on mm-hmm. um, in the speaker system, you know, on weekends, family gatherings and things like that. Um, and then, you know, like most people, you get into adolescence and you you start to sort of discover your own tastes. Yes. Um, and they develop that way organically. And I just found myself driven to a lot of music where a guitar was involved and I just thought to myself, well, wouldn't it be quite cool if I could play these songs that I'm hearing um, and enjoying and, and just sort of faithfully you know recreate the songs but also maybe put my own spin on them as well um and then just it just grew from there really so i got guitar lessons and then um got to a point where i knew enough that i could um just go on the internet go on youtube things like that and add to my repertoire of songs um Mm. and that's kind of as far as it went as i say until the last year or so um, I mean, I would do the occasional charity gig and, and mm-hmm. things like that, uh, maybe once or twice a year. Um, after COVID, or during COVID even, it gave everyone, including myself, a lot of chance to uh, to think and yes. um, just to pause and take stock about what it is I wanted to do yeah. in life generally, what makes me happy. Um, yeah. And so I sort of made a decision, okay, well, when things start to open up again, I'm going to put myself out there a little bit, start trying to gig regularly. Brilliant. Um, take opportunities where I can to go busking. Kent's quite good in that there's, there, are, there are some good busking spots. Yeah. Um, and I'm in Sittingbourne, which is sort of equidistant between East and West Kent. Uh-huh. So you've got Canterbury to the East, you've got places like Rochester, which is also really good. Nice areas. Yeah, it, it's good. And it's um, their areas are quite high footfall and they're good mm. spots for busking. And I mean, busking generally is a really good organic way of sort of gauging public opinion and you know if if you can capture someone's attention who's just walking past going about their daily business then you know you you know you've sort of got something and um it's a good way of sort of testing what works testing what doesn't work yeah you can then bring what does work into a a paid gig scenario um and it's just a really good way of honing your skills i think um and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. I've also spent some time in the studio and started releasing and, and writing a lot more of my own stuff as well because um, I did dabble a little bit with writing a few bits here and there sort of over the years previously, mm-hmm. but I never took it that seriously. And it's something that I'm looking to get into more because it's a craft and it's something that you can improve on. Um, yeah. And it's just a really enjoying the journey of sort of exploring where it takes me and trying to... Um, improve my skills in that area as well so 
Amazing, really interesting.、Mm. I'd like to know a little bit more about your songwriting process a little bit later, actually.、Mm. Um, so, but I was interested in what you said about growing up in an Irish household, and did that? Because I mean, I'm I'm more on the German side, and but I'm quite interested in Irish culture. Did that have any influence on the the way you lived and the music scene, or did you go your own way? I think it, it gave me a grounding and it gave me a, an initial interest.、Mm. Um, I don't think many people listening to my music would associate it with traditional Irish、Ew. music. But what <laughs> I think it did give me is maybe a, an ear for melody.、Um, I think a lot of、um, of the great Irish folk songs just have such a catchy, memorable、yeah. tune to them. Yeah.、Um, and especially when you're in the early stages of life and your brain is sort of developing at such a quick. Right,、yeah. things like music and language—they just, you know, your brain's like a sponge, and、Definitely. I think being around that consistently from such a young age,、yeah. it sticks with you and and it and it's absorbed. And then,、Absolutely. I think what, from, what happened for me is that when I did reach adolescence, I wasn't necessarily interested in recreating directly what I'd heard,、mm-hmm. but I think it allowed me to take what I'd listened to and what I'd learned in terms of music theory a little bit and just sort of, yeah.、Um, Melody and and song structure,、mm-hmm. um, and just sort of building it in my own way because I'm from an Irish family, but you know I'm lived in London and, and Kent all my life,、okay. so、um, it was it was around me at home. But then, you know once you、um, go out into the world,、yeah. it's a different place. But、um, what I thought was really interesting was when you started singing, I just noticed myself go. I was like I was shook. I was like that that's the same voice as your speaking voice. It was so amazingly. Like you just never know what someone's singing voice will be like sometimes, and I have that myself. When I sing, people are like, "No, no, that's not you. That's not you." No, I don't. I, and so I guess I was kind of curious about: Do you find when you sing, there's another part of your personality which you can show that is not so easy to show when you're talking, or it just feels like it's all you? Or yeah, because it does feel like a very a strong. It's even stronger than just the speaking、mm. for a lot of people. Yeah, I think. Music generally, and, and for me, when I write my music, it allows you to sort of be honest, and、um, you can put it into the songs, and and maybe say things you wouldn't necessarily say out loud、um, yeah. in conversation. I think that's the beauty of music,、yeah. generally, and 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 songwriting.、Um, but what I do try and do is leave a little bit of ambiguity in there, so that the listener can attach their own meaning to what they're hearing,、mm-hmm. rather than sort of me force any sort of meaning upon them. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, it's it's great because it allows me to just express myself and、um, just put thoughts to paper, and it's uh it's it's quite therapeutic, I think, as well. Amen, amen. So the first song, Gone. I'm I'm looking at the lyrics that I jotted down. I don't know why I do this. You walk by into another life.、Mm. I don't know why I care. It. It definitely resonated.、Um, I was thinking about past songs I've heard about unrequited love, even a song I wrote about unrequited love. And it, I don't know how how much you like to share. And you said also there's ambiguity within、mm. your songs, so we will never know really what exactly it's about, I guess. And that's the beauty of art. But、um, I suppose the listener may be curious. Your fans may be curious about the backstories of that.、Um, do you have any? Any context to what that song's about, or do you prefer to leave it as a mystery? I mean, when I wrote it, I wasn't sort of thinking about anything too specific. I was thinking more about the theme of loss in general,、mm. um, be it sort of romantic loss, also just
um, relationships in general, um, be it friends and family. Yeah. Um, and I think I try and write music that people can relate to. And I think something like that is something that everyone's experienced. Um, Absolutely. And again, it comes back to that theme of just sort of allowing the listener to attach their own meaning to it. That I'm sort of presenting the music and the lyrics, and then they can do with it what they will. sessions and so when you write music what's your process I mean it can often start with a turn of phrase that I hear or that I just think of and I come up with or I might just be fiddling around on my guitar and I'll I'll play a little something that sounds quite nice and I'll mm-hmm. just get my phone recorder out and just hit record and just mess around with it for a few minutes and just sort of see if any lyrics come to mind um, which did happen with this song um, I was fiddling around with some alternate tunings um, because some of my favourite artists uh, mess around with different tunings as well and I don't want to get too too technical with the guitar but the standard guitar tuning Someone will understand somewhere (laughs) Well if you use open guitar tunings it allows um, I think the instrument to sort of speak in a way that it doesn't usually Um, 
and the sort of the tonal quality of it is quite um, atmospheric and mm. quite beautiful, really. Um, so I I mess around with a few different um, tunings and settled on the one that I use for this song, and yeah. um, it's yeah, it just makes the guitar sound really nice. For, the for guitar in that song is absolutely yes, yeah, it's delight. It's so beautiful, delightful. That's a new word for me. <laughs> I like to use old school words. Chuffed and delightful came out today. It's beautiful. It's really yeah. Um, looking forward to people hearing that song and yeah, the guitar is really really good. Who has inspired you artistically? You mentioned some of your, um, you know, some artists that you like mm. use a specific kind of guitar style. Yeah. Who has inspired you over the years? I mean, we we touched previously on adolescence and you sort of forming your own taste um i mean there's, a, there's an american band called the goo goo dolls um of course oh yeah yeah they're, they're a huge hit with iris which was big in the 90s um that that song sort of introduced me to them but then i sort of dug into like the youtube rabbit hole of of their back catalog and every single song i heard was wow this is amazing and when you're in your early teens you're sort of looking for a bit of direction and um music can sort of help you find that yes um and i was just hooked absolutely hooked and this is before i played the guitar um and it kind of went from there and there was also also some british bands um the big ones oasis stereophonics the sort of rip-hop guitar rock um yeah. bands um and then more recently as i've sort of got a little bit more into to songwriting um i've been listening to a some sort of solo singer-songwriters, people like David Gray, mm-hmm. um, Jake Bug, who's sort of a bit more my age, um, and just people like that. And I think I do have quite a wide um, re- taste in yeah. music in terms of what I listen to. Um, yeah, and that's eclectic. the beauty of modern technology. You can listen to anything whenever yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my parents are really into their country music, so that sort of influenced me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and it, yeah, it's quite wide ranging to be honest with you. Um, but it all started for me with uh, this this band, the Goo Goo Dolls, and um, a couple of other sort of nineties post grunge, a little bit um, soft rock sort of bands like Lifehouse, Switchfoot, guys like that. Um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there. And I mean, I could show you my Spotify library. It's just so many different. Yeah. So many different artists, some quite obscure, some not so obscure. Um, again, anything with a nice melody that I can listen to and enjoy and maybe even learn to play on the guitar is something that I'll happily listen to. It's cool that way, isn't it? Because then whatever mood you're in, you can find something to suit your mood. Exactly. And that's the cool thing yeah. about music, yeah, isn't it? exactly. So we have song number two um, right next to me. Mm. Yeah. And the lyrics were, I won't be late. I noticed some really interesting lyrics at the start, quite almost mysterious like quite slightly dark mm. and I'm I'm really fascinated in that um, the dark side of life the yin and the yang mm. um, and then there was something like bodies on the floor could you expand on any of that or is that all again this is it metaphorical surreal things like that it is a little bit um, the song is kind of about like I mean similar to the first song actually it's sort of about like past relationships mm. Some are still going, some aren't, some aren't going anymore. Um, but it's more about sort of looking back at those and saying, fine, that's the past, and now, where I'm at now, I'm yeah. very happy. So, um, uh-huh. I don't know, maybe the boys on the floor lyric is a little bit of sort of the people that aren't around mm-hmm. um, in my life anymore. 
um, and it's just sort of available to let them stay there.
the Alpha Sessions. Did you have any particular inspirations for that song, or that just came also in the pandemic? Or it, I think I wrote it about seven or eight months ago. It's just one of those moments where I was um, at home with a guitar and just I strummed a few chords, and I thought, oh, that sounds quite quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few turns of phrases just came out, and I try not to overthink things too much, and I'll, I'll let the words kind of fall out, and then when there's enough on the paper, I can try and sort of say, okay, what's this song going to be about? What what can it what yeah. can it mean? Yeah. Um, and just let it happen, and try not to overthink it too much. Exactly. Because um, I'm I'm the sort of person when I think too hard about something, it, it, you just get a bit of writer's block, and you can't. Yeah. Um, you can't get anything down because you think well nothing's going to be quite good enough and yeah. you know, what, there's something better that I can say here absolutely um, you know I can always write another song that you know with some more lyrics if I, yeah. if I feel that a certain song maybe isn't yeah. quite up to scratch so um, such an important practice to be able to be like that I think so just yeah yeah, make it for yourself exactly um, do you have in terms of the people who enjoy your music is it your friends? Is it people that you know, your family, or have other people outside of your social circle reached out to you with saying that they've been listening to your music? So I'm really lucky that I've got some really good friends around me and family as well, and they're all really supportive. And if ever I um, come out with some new piece of music, they're more than happy to listen to it and you know give me some support or give me some feedback, Amazing. which is great. Um, as I've started to get out there and gig a little bit more um, and busk as well, it's great to introduce the public a little bit to my music um what i try and do is play a significant amount of covers and things like that that people will know um which can then be a a sort of an introduction to to me myself if you will and then i can then throw in a few originals as well and sort of say well this is what i'm about um yeah if you enjoy it great um so whenever i'm gigging or busking um i'll always try and do a mix of covers and originals just to try and broaden the appeal. Um, I just feel like if I was to do a gig and only play my own stuff, it'd be great for a, a certain type of individual, but Definitely. I think a lot of people just, they like to hear songs that they know, um, yeah. the majority of the time at least. Yeah. Um, so I try and cater to as many people as possible. Yeah, I can understand that, definitely. Then we had When the Lights Go Down. Yeah. This was the song where I noticed in the chorus you like showed a different like range and it was maybe a higher and... Almost slightly country. I don't know what what genre mm. actually I'd call that, but it was really really nice to hear like the higher range. Um, what inspired this song and that side of your voice to come out? Yeah, so this is quite a, not unique, but it's in a smaller group of songs I've written. That it's actually I've, I got I went into it knowing that I was going to write about a specific topic. Um, so it's about my granddad's struggle with Alzheimer's disease, um, and the song is sort of written as a conversation between him and his wife my nan um and it's kind of just about not only the struggle that he was going through but also the effect it was having on her mm-hmm. and also maybe our family generally um because anyone who knows someone who's had alzheimer's knows all too well that it doesn't just affect the person it affects everyone that is around them absolutely um so yeah i mean the, the title is is kind of a metaphor for the episodes that he would have where he would just forget who he was, where he was, who his wife was. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of about that. And 
it was quite therapeutic for me to write it because he's sadly no longer with us but it's nice to even though the song is quite sad it's quite nice to remember him when I play it and um, you know when I sing it so it's it's quite nice in that respect absolutely and if you're anything like me I mean I definitely since my grandparents have passed away got one left but I have noticed like I can feel their sort of love in a way that you know you only hear about this but you you almost feel their support and mm. I think when you write a song about your granddad like somewhere they, they do hear it yeah yeah so it's uh it's special for them too and it's beautiful and like we would never have known that's that's what it was about so it's, really it's that ambiguity isn't it I yeah. try not to label it too visibly and um I like people to listen to the lyrics and maybe yeah. their own interpretations but obviously I know what it's about yeah yeah, um, you've got the key. So I'm going to have my own meaning, but people can have their yeah. own meaning. That's perfectly fine. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to hearing more. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And can we have your socials so that people can find you? Yeah. Uh, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook and SoundCloud at Daniel F. McGuinness. Um, awesome. And I always tell people that McGuinness is spelt the same way as the drink. So it's two N's and two S's because a lot of people that always helps, miss out one it? of the N's. Yeah. 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 You heard it here, guys. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. So falling again, just so it's harder to bend, and your eyes are. Swollen and your head feels broken And the war, the war never ends It's true, time is a pain The scars will always remain Close your eyes, I'll be there on my hands Through your hair and the noise Fade in the grave So set me from myself Take me somewhere else Say you'll be here now When the lights go down Again I tried To be where you are I don't know if I'll make it that far But I hold out my hand in this sinking quicksand Cause you know I'm here till the end 
So save me from myself And take me somewhere else Say you'll be here now When the lights go down Again, feels like I'm spiraling But I know you'll get me through my body is idling, but somehow I'll make it to you. Yeah, somehow I'll make it to you. So save me from myself. Take me somewhere else Say you'll be here now When the lights go down Save me from this hell Cause I'm just not myself Say you'll be here When the lights go down again